Welcome to Mostly Wrestling Podcast, where we talk about, um, what do we talk about? Um, I, mostly wrestling? Mostly wrestling. Mostly yeah, wrestling. Mostly wrestling. This is going to be probably 80% wrestling, 20% poop. That's on Ricochet's fingers. <laughs> yeah, definitely on his fingers <laughs> after his foray into his own anus. <laughs> How unlucky for him, dude. Oh my, so we're going to start this show off hot. Yeah, right? we're, we're, gonna, we're swinging <laughs> We're going to be like Ricochet and we're going to dive right on in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what made this so funny to me? Wasn't just that it was a guy like fingering his butthole, right? I mean, yeah, that's funny, period. No matter when it happens, like I don't care if he's, if he's gay or if he's straight. Like a dude fingering his butthole is just funny to me. That, that's just a funny thing. But what's funny is the dichotomy of who Ricochet is and the business that he works in, right? He's a wrestler. And as opposed to like what some ignorant generally, generally ignorant people think about wrestling, it's all oh, two dudes getting oiled up in spandex and like grabbing each other, you know? Wrestling is an extremely athletic sport. And a lot of the guys that do it are, like, manly men. And it hurts. They're, like, they're fucking men. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll fix this car. I'll put right. that shelf up. I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to beat this dude up for 45 minutes. And here's Ricochet in this manly sport getting this huge push. This thing in his butthole in the video. <laughs> <laughs> and and poor him, like, out of all the leaks that happen and stuff like that. It's got to be like, that one. It, he got the worst dude, of all absolutely. of Absolutely. <laughs> Just because of, the like, the position of the ignorance. Right. Male fans that's going to put him in, in the wrestling business, right? right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love wrestling, but wrestling is not a very progressive thing, even despite WWE trying to, to say it is. Like, it's not. Like, cool, they're having a women's push right now, but a lot of wrestling fans are not very progressive. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. And the business is they still like kind of... They like what they like, and they stick to it. Exactly. And it's still kind of stuck, like, 10 years ago from behind where current times are, right? So, a straight man <laughs> getting <laughs> having a video of him fingering himself while <laughs> jerking off is not a good look. <laughs> It's just not a good look for Ricochet. Like, I don't care what he does sexually. That, that's cool. You know, whatever. Be yourself, man. Have your fun. Do you. Literally do you. <laughs> <laughs> but this video could not have come at a better time. The week that we're doing our first episode. Absolutely. That's what Ricochet I Ricochet becomes my hero. <laughs> right. <laughs> he cements himself as my all-time favorite wrestler. So I, I got to tell the story to the listeners here. I told you how I found out about it. Oh, right, right. So I'm, I'm a big Twitter whore. I'm on Twitter all the time. And, you know, I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed. If I see you posting the link for the Ricochet video, I'm blocking you and deleting you, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. So that's when it hit me. I was like, wait a minute. Like, what is this video? Ricochet got some nudes leaked? <laughs> so I click on the comments to see what people are talking about, what they're saying about it. And somebody asked, they say, um, they said, well, what was the video? And dude replied back. And he said, all it said was, just him playing with his dick and finger in his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, is this guy being serious right now? Yeah, and I thought, no way. And then I kept like scrolling down, and there's all these people showing gifts of like like the, the, the fucking pink train going into the small <laughs> right, yeah, like, yeah. train tunnel. And like, it, I... <sighs> thank you, Ricochet. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to start off. See, it's mostly wrestling. We're talking about a wrestler. But we're sure the fuck not talking about him wrestling. <laughs> we're not talking about his in-ring performance, which is stellar. We're he's, absolutely. He's one of the most athletically talented performers in the world right now. You, you put Will and in. And you have to call him a performer now because he's more than just a wrestler after that video. Absolutely. He's got another career that he's working on. I say Ricochet and Will Ospreay are the two top high flyers. When people say Ricochet, Ricochet is so much better, then all of a sudden I'm like... Wait, no. Have you seen much Osprey? Like, that dude's incredible. You're right. And, and, then not... some, and then somebody argues and say, Osprey's so much better. And then I'm like, Have you wait. seen Ricochet? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And Osprey, too, man. He's so, oh my God, dude. He's so incredible. That yeah. dude is an, an amazing high flyer, and he's one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet. And he's got it's the unreal. charisma. He's got, I mean, if you know in New Japan, they're always mic'd up in the ring. Mm -hmm. And these. Guys that speak English, they don't give a fuck about the like, <laughs> no, because they, nobody uh, really, uh, not a lot of fans understand uh, can speak English, so they're dropping f bombs mm -hmm. and everything like crazy. They're when all homicide him, in there, right? When you hear him in there with another with another performer, like he he's got that charisma. The way he kind of I guess quote talks shit mm -hmm. during the match, but man, over the what it was a couple weeks ago was the Battle of the Super Juniors tournament. Yeah, yeah. This dude had two five star matches in a week. That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's New Japan. I mean, more than that. 
His match with Dragon Kid, um, I'll be honest, I haven't seen it, so don't fucking roast me. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've seen several clips of it, and it's... I haven't seen it yet either, but I'm sure it's nothing short of astounding. Man, there's a clip of uh, Osprey like, sitting on the guardrail outside, and friggin' Dragon Kid takes off running, hits the ropes, and does a Topecon Hilo through Osprey, but he hits him like a missile, and they just go crashing like five rows deep, like... He kind of like when he did it, he like put his arms down by his side like a missile, just right. like complete disregard <laughs> no for care. his own body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. He undertakered him over the top rope. But then uh I think it was the next night was the finals and he wrestled against Shingo uh Osprey wrestled Shingo. Osprey won, didn't he? Yeah. yeah he, I thought so. He's uh he won the battle of the Super Juniors. Super Juniors. <laughs> man, that's why, man, those tournament style things like that are why I miss that like PWG so much. Right, like they don't do 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 they still operate? Do they still run shows? Well, yeah, I haven't heard of one in a while, and they yeah. definitely do way less than they used to. No, they uh, they had that uh, like that small, very well lit building that they ran out of forever, and then some guy bought the building, and I guess not a wrestling fan, and, and so they was, had to move. Yeah, he was, they had to move, so they moved to like this new like big ass badass theater, like it's this huge oh. theater, and they're still running. Shows like crazy. Like I mean, a couple times. Uh, they only they do more than like six a year. They though. just announced the the participants for the Battle of Los Angeles this year. So Dude, okay, I just got to get back in PWG. Yeah. It's been like a good year or two since I've really fully. If you been guys don't them. know what PWG is, Pro it's, Wrestling Gorilla, amazing is, company. It is. I have vouched for it for years. If you're into the 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 lights, like, the pyro, the glitz, the glamour, you're not going to get that. If you're into ring work and work rate. Watch PWG because it is some of the most insane stuff you'll ever see. What you saw with AEW show with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. That's like PWG's every match. Yeah, that, right. But that was just a taste of what PWG is. Mm-hmm. I mean, from front to from beginning to end, first match to last match is just. It's always astounding. Like, yeah, they never have less than less than a good match. And a good match is actually pretty rare. It's always great or better. And the crowd environment, even though it's probably five, smaller, five five to a thousand. Yeah, five hundred yeah. to eight hundred people. I mean, fans all, are sitting at ringside with giant pitchers of beer, you know, having a good time. They're they're popping at every bump and it's like the crowd is into it. The crowd really it. appreciates it. At their old smaller building, you would have fans lined up literally around the ring to where they're smacking the ring instead yeah. of like the side of a guardrail or whatever. That's good um, stuff. It's an, it's an incredible environment, dude. And so many of the people that are like big in AEW, big in ROH, big in WWE now, all had like their grassroots is PWG. Yeah. Like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are huge PWG guys. Cesaro, Cesaro Adam Brian, Cole, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson AJ uh, Styles. Um, I almost called him Tyler Black. Seth Rollins. Like, all of them have been in through PWG. Alistair Black. Alistair Black. All of them. All, all the guys that you All of the Undisputed WWE. Era. Yeah. Almost everybody that's in NXT has come through PWG. Yeah. When like you watch guys person. on WWE and you say, this guy's really good, this guy's really good, this guy sucks, the ones that you say are really good came from PWG. Not like came from, but they ran through there. Like, right. PWG Ab- doesn't yeah, run contracts. They're just a, like a quote-unquote bigger indie company. Yeah. And they're run by wrestlers. Like six wrestlers started it. Uh, the guy that was doing commentary on AEW's um, Double or Nothing, uh, Excalibur, he is one of the owners, or was, he might not be anymore, but he was one of the owners of PWG, and he does all their commentary. I believe he still is. I believe he's like the main... The main one? Him yeah. and Dragon? Super Dragon? I don't think I don't think Super Dragon's really... Do- I don't know. Oh, I, no, 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 it wasn't Super Dragon. It was the other math guy, right? Um, the Matador or something like that. He was one of the other owners, I thought. El Toro. El Toro was one of the owners. Yeah. I think Joy Ryan was an owner, or is an owner. No, I don't I think know he had so a big deal on it. Because, I mean... I don't really know what's going on as far as finances go for PWG. Oh, I don't I think these know. guys finance. Well, you know what, what I mean. mean. Like, say uh, so. I, I don't know. How, I don't know how they fully run their shows. I know they make all, almost all their money on DVD sales, though. Yeah, their DVD sales are like through the roof. Yep, absolutely. I rem- remember that one DVD. What was it? We bought a. Uh, we bought it years ago and we lived together. It was the PWG sells out. Yeah, dude, that was a really good the one. Three disc set, mm-hmm. and it had the <laughs> my hero, Super Dragon. Almost killed Kevin Steen slash Kevin Owens. Was that the uh, that was he... that uh, guerrilla warfare match where yeah, he okay, handcuffed yeah. his hands mm-hmm. behind his back, gave him the psycho driver? <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> <laughs> if you've never heard of or seen Super Dragon, just look up some clips. He is by far the meanest wrestler I have ever seen. The absolute meanest wrestler just, you'll ever see. He, he's just an asshole, dude. But he he takes the he takes what he gives. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, <laughs> and him and Kevin Stone, uh, Kevin Stone, oh, <laughs> Kevin, Stone Kevin Stone, Kevin Stone, Austin, <laughs> <laughs> Owens. But him and Kevin Owens have had some absolute 
Wars. War, like not. I mean, like seriously, some hard hitting, dangerous things they've done to each other, and it's just it's so amazing. I be Super Dragon is no longer wrestling now. <laughs> no, he because <laughs> because he suffers from horrible concussions from. Like I said, he gives what he takes. And during one part of their feud, they had like a year long feud. During one part of it, uh, Kevin Owens had been like quote unquote injured or whatnot, something to that effect. And when he returned, he returned as Super Dragon, like in a Super Dragon mask and get up. And he attacked Super Dragon, put like a million chairs in the ring, and gave him a psycho driver on all the chairs. Do you remember that? That was I dis- oh no, don't. maybe it was the guard. I think he put the a guardrail on top too. It was disgusting, dude. It wasn't. It was and nasty. Why? Well. Just for the sake of the feud, <laughs> just, just to do it. It may have been the other way around, actually. It may have been that Owens took it, but I'm pretty sure Owens gave the move. But anyways, regardless. Regardless. So tomorrow night, let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the popular brand real quick. Yeah. Tomorrow night, we've got all uh, stomping grounds. <laughs> Your uh, flashback to the 1970s pay-per-view names. Good old... Actually, not even, man. It's like the late 90s, early 1000s Vince Russo WCW-style names, but what it reminds me of, like... We're going to call it stomping grounds. People are going to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking dumbest name ever. Why couldn't it just be No Mercy? Or Unforgiven. Yeah, or just any of the names that are tried. Any of the games that it used to that be. That people recognize. Right. You know, like Great Balls of Fire. Great. <laughs> One of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so the card for this show, hold on, let me look it up real quick. The card for this show is very uneventful. So from top to bottom. And listen, this isn't just a shit on WWE no, this podcast. Is, no, no, this is like, but we, this is a shit on this pay per view. You have to understand, we are some serious wrestling fans. That your 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 typical wrestling fan that you see now, and kudos to WWE for doing it. All they know of and all they WWE. see is WWE. And a lot of them have only watched WWE because they went around for WCW and ECW. Like they're all not all, but a lot of people are newer fans. You know what I mean? Right. I think a lot of the old ECW fans have switched over to ROH and things like that. New Japan and stuff. But anyways, this is not a shit on WWE uh, podcast. We've just... We're very frustrated with WWE, and we we want them to be better. Some of our... My my favorite wrestler on the planet right now is Daniel Bryan. And he's on... And he's still good for WWE, but when you've watched, you know... PWG, ROH, New Japan Pro Wrestling, you see what these guys are really capable of doing. And when you've seen him in that environment, like, even in WWE, he still leaps and bounds better than everybody else. Right. But he is five times as good as that. And and the reason for it is, is uh, and a lot of people know this, but a lot of other wrestling fans don't, these guys wrestle 300 mm-hmm. days out of a year. They have to tone their style They have down. to tone it down. No, they no, have no, to WWE take makes less them risk. do it, and number two, it's healthier for them. They have to do it. They can only really go all out like an indie show Every so often at bigger events, you know what I mean? But even at that, when we got fucking AJ and Shinsuke at WrestleMania. And it was garbage, dude. Sucked. It was Okay, as a match, it was a quote-unquote good match. But for what they are capable of, and, to, uh, and from, for the two of them to wrestle at Wrestle fucking Mania? From eight months earlier, from what they did at <clears throat> Wrestle Kingdom to right? now, it's yeah, like, dude, oh fuck God. WWE, we'll, just, we'll tear it down at Wrestle Kingdom, <laughs> then over here... Yeah. We'll do nothing. Yeah, It should have been so much better. That match was utter garbage. But anyways... Back so to the Stomping Grounds. So the Stomping Grounds card, right? And like you were saying, we're not going to be shitting all the time on WWE. Like, we love wrestling. I'm very, very much not in love with WWE's product right now. And I want it to be better. Because you know, I've been watching it my whole life. And I want it to be good again. And that's my main hope with AEW, is that it provides enough competition that they feel like they have to be better. You know, and like what you're saying, you're not happy with WWE, what they're putting out right now. Uh, it's, I will say this. I watch I watch highlights. Okay, I, I can't watch Raw. Raw. I haven't watched a Raw or SmackDown all the way through since two WrestleManias ago. Right, that, me too. That WrestleMania, I was like, man, I think I'm not a fan anymore. I think they just killed my love for the company. They, in my honest opinion, they've they've seen what AEW's done, and now they're it's like they're literally trying everything they can think of to bring back some n- nostalgia, mm-hmm. something that fans remember. If you look, the 24-7 title now. Right. No, well, it's had not hard. Taker, that massive main event. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> well, yes, we are. We're just not right now. But the the 24-7 title they have, no, they can't do the hardcore stuff because of... But it's the same know, principle. Right. And Even though the title looks awful. It does look awful. I'll, I'll give you they that. They should have literally pulled the old hardcore title out of the trash and given it to R-Truth. <laughs> right. Like, here's the belt. Like, that would have been amazing. But the stuff that R-Truth was done with it is legitimately it's funny. funny. Dude, it's R-Truth really is hysterical. And, and Drake Maverick's doing a great job with it now. He's, a, he's trash, Whatever, dude. dude. He's just a funny person. Rockstar's bud. No, he's six nine. funny. I hate that kid. But, but that's just one thing with the 24-7 rule. I just watched clips of Raw... 
this past week, what, what, what's today? The twenty third. Yeah, Saturday. So whatever. This past Monday. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. Whatever. Or this twenty second. Anyway, whatever. this past Monday, I watched the clips of Raw. Uh, same. And mostly the reason was because I'm I'm on Twitter again, and I see a guy that I follow say, "I have waited to see Cesaro do the Alpamera water slide." For eight years since he's been in WWE, right. and he's finally done it, and he did it to Braun Strowman. <laughs> of all people. Now, the Alpamera water slide is a very cool, Dang. it's a very dangerous, dangerous move. looks cool, very dangerous to take. And in the Indies, Cesaro is so mean with it. <laughs> Dude, and so it's mean. Just so, it's just so amazing. So I'm like, wait a minute. He did this. To, to, <laughs> to big Braun Strowman? He put him on his head? So immediately I go to look at highlights, and I find it. And he does the Al- Alpamera water slide to Strowman. But he was very nice mm-hmm. because, again, these guys work 300 days <laughs> Right? A year. Yeah. And Braun's but, a big old dude. But so I'm watching, and then, like, a little bit later, like, I'm watching more of the clips. Like, a, a couple of the tag teams are in the ring, and then all of a sudden, here comes the Revival. Here comes the Usos all running out from the back. Like, the whole locker room clears, and they're having this big brawl in the ring. And I sat there, and I thought to myself, I was like... When's the last time? Right, think they, made, they made such a big deal about something like that. Well, when's a, the last time? Room brawl? Yeah, when's the last time they had a locker room clearing? It's been forever, dude. Scrap in the ring, forever. right? And then I see another thing, and I see Roman doing his shit backstage that he's doing, and I, I damn, I can't remember who it was, but somebody like attacked him backstage, just like this office building. Was it on McIntyre? Yeah, it was McIntyre, yeah. right? In like this uh, office building, like you know, looks like, got a desk. Yeah, set yeah, up yeah. And all I saw that. that yeah, and they mm-hmm. just throw each other all right, over yeah. the place, and they rip the place to shreds. And it's like very that's remi- the, that was to me the, was reminiscent of uh, the Stone Cold Booker feud. Yeah, like the late '90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s, like backstage brawls. It's like they did all of this, and it, so it's like you think about that. They had the locker room clearing brawl. They had the backstage brawl. They got, they got the, the quote unquote hardcore title back. Right, the 24/7 and it's like they're belt. doing everything they can. To try to gain back these fans that they once had. See, but the problem is they're doing everything they can for nostalgia instead of trying to move forward. They're still fucking moving backwards. Right. Well, because which is annoying. Because fans are smarter now. To to your hardcore fans, to the people that are watching your shit every week because for it's twenty all, for twenty years, it's all they got. They're smarter now, and they are, and they've understood. Well, at least we have. We understand what good wrestling is and and what bad wrestling is. It's like so you could put on these. Shows this entertainment, I get it, and it's good stuff, but at the same time, we want to see some dudes tear the fucking yeah, house dude, down like, in matches. I'm all like, about a great storyline, I'm all about a great promo, I'm all about a good backstage segment, I'm all about a good vignette. But when it comes down to it, wrestling is wrestling. It's about what you do in the ring. No matter what Vince thinks the company or the business has changed into, it's not a fucking soap opera for everybody. And that's not the main draw. The main draw is, can this guy beat this guy? Can this woman beat this woman? Right. Can this person win? That's the main draw. So when it comes down to it, that's what I care most about is the in-ring product. Everything else is great, and if it all works together, you get 90s, 2000s, WB. You right. get like the best product. You know what I mean? But when it doesn't work right, you get what we have now. And it's even worse that we have like WWE has never had a more athletically talented roster ever. Right. And this is the bullshit that they give us. We've been watching, I've been watching some of these guys for 10 years, and I finally see them. They finally make it. Their dream is realizing they're in WWE, and this is the bullshit they get booked with. You know, just a second ago, you said you were, you were talking about how, you know, you, you like what goes on outside, but we want to see the in ring work. We mm-hmm. want the good stuff. So I said we weren't going to talk about it a minute ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna but have a now <laughs> we're going to talk about Goldberg and Undertaker. Listen, listen. Holy shit. If that shit. match would have been put on 15 years ago, yes. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. This is not good. No, no? I'm sorry for anybody who is a huge Goldberg fan or a huge Undertaker fan. Even 15 years ago, that match would have been fucking awful. I think It would have been way better great. than what it is. Taker probably could have car- easily carried Goldberg to a passable good match, but Goldberg is not a person that gets carried. Right. He's the kind of guy that wants to get in there and be dominant and carry the match. And I'm sorry you don't carry the Undertaker. That's if you're not Brock and you're not Kane and you're not Big Show, you don't carry the Undertaker. It just fucking doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy that carries the match, first off. He's easily one of the most, if not the most respected people to ever step foot in that ring in the backstage like area. You know what I mean? Like it's Mark Calloway, dude. It's the fucking Undertaker. He's one of a kind. The dead man. He's the dead man, son. (laughs) It's one of a kind. The American bad ace. But Goldberg is fucking garbage. He's garbage. From an objective athletic standpoint, 
He's not a good wrestler. He does. He has this repertoire. He does this moves. The crowd gets hyped and they get behind him, and that's all well and good. He's got his fan base, and he's one of the most popular wrestlers ever. I get that. I am personally not a fan. I think he's fucking awful. I think his character Listen. sucks. He's bad on the mic, but he is not a great wrestler. He does his five moves. The Undertaker uh-huh. does his however many things that he does. I don't think it would have been good. It never would have been this 20, 30-minute great classic. Okay, it Ever. wouldn't have been good, never but would have it been. wouldn't have been that. It, no, it wouldn't have been that. Like It would have been definitely better than what it was, but it still wouldn't have been what they would have tried to build it as. It was, they tried to build it as this like, legend super match, right? They were trying to make it like what everyone wanted to see with Sting and Undertaker, which could have been great 15 years ago. It wasn't for us, That though. would have been good. It was for the Saudis. That's what the Saudis yeah, but wanted. the match was trash. To them, with all due respect to the Saudis. And they almost killed each other but, in there. Right, the, they don't. The Saudis don't care about the wrestling. No, they, they, want, they want the fucking show. They want the entrance. They want the people they know. The people right. they remember from fifteen years right. ago. They want the entrances. They want the pyro mm-hmm. and all that. They don't really care about the wrestling. So they didn't give a fuck that Goldberg almost died. <laughs> they didn't give a fuck that the Undertaker almost died. They just want to see Goldberg Undertaker. And it was Bro, awful, dude. The Jackhammer Brainbuster. It was so bad, dude. <laughs> you see how mad the Undertaker was? Oh my dude, god, he was dude. so pissed off. And then, like, I saw a GIF on. Twitter. You saw Goldberg hitting his head on the post, right? Yeah. Literally yeah. knocked himself fucking, out. Fucking moron. Idiot, but dude. Isn't that twice he's done that? Dude, it's at least twice every match he does that. I know he did it for for sure in WCW. Anyway. When he hit, um, I'm almost positive, right? When he hit Bret Hart with the thing underneath him, he knocked himself out. No, he also hit the post, too. Remember with his arms stuck out? Like, No, yeah, I'm saying, but I'm pretty sure when he tried to spear Hart... When Bret Hart had probably. the, the sheet underneath him, I could have sworn that he went like as hard as he could and like hurt himself. <laughs> but... Fuck, I, I don't even remember I what I was talking that, about. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Goldberg now. Taker, dude. Of course, duh. But I was I was deep in thought on the shit I was gonna say. I'm glad but, I stopped it. Oh, it was a gift that I saw oh, on yeah. Twitter, and it said which choke slam was more shit, <laughs> and it's a gif of fucking like 487 year old Hogan getting a choke <laughs> slam from Undertaker. Where and he doesn't leave gi- his feet, he just yeah. goes to his tippy toes. And then, right. the, and then the gif right next to it is from the Super Show of where he does the same thing of, of Taker. Yeah, <laughs> and Goldberg gets like two inches <laughs> off the ground for this choke slam, and that's the finish. Yeah, I know, dude. It was but great. to to his credit, that was his finish after he Taker had a concussion. Tried, well, no, it was when Taker tried to kill him. With the tombstone. Oh, right. Yeah, it? yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, a court. He's like, like, got me on my head. That was Owen Hart, Austin 2.0. Dude, it was bad. That was bad. That but. whole match was awful, dude. Awful. Those mm. two guys are way too old to be doing it, especially The Undertaker. And I love you, Matt Riddle, you crazy fucking troll. <laughs> dude, Matt Riddle is so amazing. You guys will quit. And I don't want to talk about Goldberg a lot because I can honestly say he is. I've held a very big grudge against Goldberg for a long time. Yeah, because he and ended it, Bret Hart's career. Right, he ended Bret Hart's Bret career. Bret Hart is my all-time favorite wrestler. Let's not ever. talk about it. So I hate I Goldberg. I don't like Goldberg. I never have. As a kid. I hated him as a kid. As a kid. I, I didn't hate him as a kid. It was fun to see him do his shit, but at the same time. Not me. I didn't get the appeal. I didn't understand why everyone was so hyped when he came out. I'm like, who gives a shit? He's going to he do two cool, moves he and it's cool over. He did cool moves, but yeah, it was over. There who was cares? no, like, nothing got me invested. It's like, oh, here comes Goldberg. You know I couldn't get happen. invested because of the streak. When I was a kid, it was like, he's going to win. Like, there was no anticipation. There was no excitement. For me, it was like he's gonna win again. Who cares? Like next, right? Something that like I, even as like an eight eight year old, well not eight year old, I was probably like eleven or twelve when he came out. But even then, I was like, he's gonna win. Who cares? Next, right? Like I, his whole phrase, next. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah all right, next. All right, he's gonna be Buff Bagwell for the fourth time. Next, like who cares? Like, who gives a shit? Super sh- or stomping grounds, <laughs> but yeah, stomping grounds. So the card from top to bottom, right? Some of these matches has the appeal. Where it's like, oh man, this this, this is gonna be a great match. You know what I mean? But Other they work three hundred days out of the year. But <laughs> but as well, the build up before we even get into the card, the build up for this was awful. Number one, like the go home shows this week felt like just another Raw and another SmackDown. Like it was, what are we going home for? Like what we are we had building to? The locker room clearing for all. <laughs> <laughs> Half this card just happened two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Super Showdown. A couple of these matches just happened at WrestleMania. Like, oh my god! And then, and then the people that they're choosing to build, like it's quite obvious the fans are not behind Corbin. Not even as a heel. Like, when I see Corbin, he's not getting heel heat. He's getting get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get we don't like you heat. Like, it's not bad. It's not good heat that he's getting. Right. right? And I say this as someone who genuinely actually likes Corbin. I, oh, I, God, I, think I he can't has, believe you said that. I think that. he has good mic work, and I love the, the lone wolf character. I don't like the character he's doing right now. I think, I think it's stupid. But I love the lone wolf character, and I think he has developed in having good mic work. He's got a good presence, but he's not a main eventer, and I don't think he ever will be a main eventer. And he shouldn't be in the spot. It's, it's annoying. Build him and then Roman Reigns, who like the the fans have proven from walking, literally walking out of shows, from turning their backs to him. Like a large portion of your audience doesn't like this guy. I get the kids like him, and he probably brings in a decent bit of money. And right now, what they're doing with him, I'm I'm, I'm honestly okay with. He's not in the top of the card, but he's still being treated like a main eventer. 
and that's cool. If he's not wrestling for the belt every two seconds, it's whatever. Let him have his little spot. Carve out the little Roman area and let him go. Ugh. So we got Big E and Xavier Woods versus Zayn and Owens, which was made on Monday. That could be a great feud. It would be. Why are we just now doing this? Yeah. That could be so Wait, good. Wait, this match was just made on Monday? On Monday. So it's not even a feud? No. Oh, this could lead to a feud, though, because this I hope pay- so. This pay-per-view shit. It doesn't yeah, mean I anything. I hope so. Like, that's a, that could be a great feud. Yeah. That's awesome. We've got Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. You're wasting McIntyre there. I know you hate I, McIntyre. I don't. I, I love do him, not man. like McIntyre. I like him. Dude, we watched his shit when he went to PWG. His matches were nothing special. Dude, they were good. And he went to the... Mo- it's not... You know, you're, you're right. It's not like he was, like, amazing, right? Almost everyone else there outshined him. Right. But for a big... Do- a, a WWE guy that's a big man, he's good. No, I like him. Anyway. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Cruiserweight Championship. This is pretty dope, though. Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak versus Akira Tozawa. That's going to that be all amazing. About. And pre-show. That's going to be on the pre-show. And it's going to be so good. <laughs> yep. And we got Daniel Bryan teaming, for some reason, with fucking Rowan versus Heavy Machinery. Bryan will carry that bit. Bryan will take all the heat. He will try to carry, but Heavy Machinery is trash. No, they're not. Dude, they are not good. The, Vi- the War Raiders or That's whatever? That's not the War Raiders. Different team, bro. Never mind. Yeah, they're not good. They're, they're those idiots. Joe versus the Finger Blaster. I mean, Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be good if Ricochet can keep his hands out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> if Ricochet can keep his hands out of his own pants, that's going to be a great match. Match yeah. of the night, for sure. That's going to be a match of the night. You got Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. I don't know of a more bland feud you could have other than just Charlotte versus anybody. Bailey and Alexa Bliss. Why? I Why don't. is Bailey the SmackDown Women's Champion? What? They have ruined and destroyed her character. In NXT, she was mad over. She's never been the best, but she was super over. You know what I mean? She had the, the, the Cena appeal to kids. You know what I mean? Dude, she had a great match with Sasha. Yeah. In NXT. With Sasha. Yeah. She also had a great match with Becky Lynch. Yeah. But she's also wrestled Alexa Bliss in NXT, and it was garbage. Like, I love Alexa. Her character's amazing, and she might yeah, be the, she can't work. She might be one of the best people in the company on the mic. Right. But she is a very mediocre worker. Yeah, she can't work. She has to be carried. And I don't have confidence that Bailey's going to carry her to a good match. And, like, I, I, I honestly want to see Alexa win it. Like, so it's, the Bailey experiment's been over, man. They ruined her. They destroyed that character. Then Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Why the fuck is they're literally their top star is Becky Lynch? She's the most over person in the company, and she's been wasted on Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans is shit. She's garbage. She's Absolute the sh- garbage. She's the shits in the ring. She's terrible, dude. That's that's gonna be awful. Becky's not gonna. This be is carry their that to a good version match. of Glow's Liberty Bell. Dude, yeah, and it's awful, dude. I mean, I think the the character is cool. I think the character is cool, and her work with the character is not bad, but her charisma is lacking because she's green. And she's not good in the ring. And it also, exactly, it all comes down to us ring work. Exactly. It's just not going to be good. And again, like, Becky just main evented WrestleMania. Two months later, she's in the middle of the card. Yeah. They really, they really <laughs> don't give a fuck. Why yeah. is she not still the main event? It doesn't matter if she's wrestling Lacey Evans. Seth Rollins is in the main event because he's the fucking champion. Becky's the champion and the most over person in the company. Just main event at WrestleMania. Why is she not the main event again? They really don't care. They really don't. Kofi Ziggler steel cage that could be really good. It depends if Ziggler gets seven concussions. If right. he cannot fall on his head twenty five times, it could be really good. Kofi's good. He's won me over in the past year. I've never been a Kofi fan until recently. I've always been on the Kofi train. I yeah, mean, yeah, you have, you definitely have. I mean, he's he's so much more crisp now I than just he used can't to be. Stop looking at his chest, bro. <laughs> With the little uh, the, I don't the, know whatever. That I don't are. know, man. Like the bones that stick out. Yeah, this looks awkward. But man, yeah, I'm loving the Kofi run. I'm all aboard the Kofi train. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, and him and Ziggler could be really good. And then Rollins Corbin with a special guest referee. I mean, I don't care. Why is that the main event? I, Rollins is my favorite male wrestler in the company. I love Seth Rollins. When he was on the Indies, as Tyler Black. It was the biggest fucking Tyler Black mark on the planet. I love that. <laughs> Tyler fucking Black. I love this guy. He is amazing. And he's so, being, his talent is wasted on Baron Corbin. Like, at best, that match is going to be decent. At best. So, true story. Um Back when what, was this 2007 when we talking went about the RH show? Yeah, which one? The first one that me and you went it to wasn't, with Eric. It was and, in Nashville. Yeah, it was in Southern Hostility. Yeah, yeah. It's when uh, Nigel McGuinness was champion. And he defended the belt against Jerry Lynn in the main event. You're right, awesome dude. So we go to this show, and you know we know we we know what the whole card is, and mm-hmm. you know we're pumped and all that, but always card subject to change. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there, and uh, this is when the Age of the Fall was going on yep, with yep. Um, Jimmy Jacobs, Jimmy Tyler Jacobs, Black, Tyler uh, Black, Delirious, and Delirious. And I think do you know he's the it, Booker of ROH now? Delirious, really? Yeah, I think he has been for a while actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, he is their current Booker. That's pretty dope. But anyways, it was them and someone else, right? Those four of them. So Jimmy Nick, Rave, right? No, I've no, Rave was out of the company by this point. Jacobs Black, him. I don't know. I thought there was another. Anyway, fuck off. So 
we're at the show and Nick's excited, but he's also, you know, he's a little bummed. You know, um, he's like Tyler Black is going to be there, but he's not wrestling. See, I didn't know. I thought that he wasn't going to be there because he wasn't on the advertised. Oh, yeah. I don't think he was advertised, but the age of the fault was advertised. So I was expecting, oh, Tyler Black will be here. Like, oh. he'll be walking around outside the ring. Well, you just ruined my fucking story. Yeah, anyways, keep going. But anyways, uh, age of the falls music hits. You know, at the time it was the the loud screaming mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. I love like that music. the lady screaming, and then. Curtain comes out with Delirious down on his knees and Jimmy uh, Jimmy Jacobs, with the, Jimmy with, Jacobs the with, the, with the leash. And then here comes Tyler Black right behind him with his arms in the air. And Nick, like <laughs> a fucking 13-year-old girl, yeah, bro. standing on the, his chair behind me screaming, Tyler fucking Black! That was so hype. It, so when he came out, I was excited. But when he came out in wrestling gear, I lost my mind. Uh, That's right. when it was like, oh my God, he's going to wrestle! <laughs> and then he did. It was him in uh, Delhi, right? And the tag match? Or was it him and Jimmy? It was a tag match. Yeah, with Necro and somebody Necro and else, someone right? else. But I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be, it was advertised as Jimmy Jacobs and Delirious. Right. And he wrestled for one of them. Right. Oh, that was so hype. That was also Daniel Bryan's farewell tour, where he where spent he... 20 <laughs> minutes beating the brakes off Cesaro. He maybe got two offensive moves in. And, and dude, Daniel Bryan beat the shit out of him. It yeah. was awesome. That's when he put the belt, or the the referee's like leather belt around Cesaro's mm-hmm. neck, mm-hmm. and then pulled he it up him around the ca- ring. No, he just kept stomping his face down into the mat while he was pulling his head up. By yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also carried. Now, I'm, I could have sworn he had the belt on his neck, but maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. When he, he was outside, and he carried him all around the ring. Beating the shit out of him in front of all the front row fans. <laughs> like, throwing him into each section of the guard round, just whipping his ass, dude. It was so fun. That was, that, man, that was such a fucking great card. Stomping grounds. But yeah, so that's the stomping grounds card. I'm not very excited. On paper, you it's, look at this card and you're like, man, this could be a pretty good show. But it's not. It's, it's the build up to the show doesn't make me excited because they put shit, nothing it's, into it's it. It's a throwaway show, though. Yeah, it, and it's, it's not. It's, it's annoying. It's like, not. Like, it's not any sort of. It's a show that has that has hey, fucking Seth Rollins on it, Kofi's on it, Ziggler's on it, Becky's on it, Alexa, a big, another big female name is on it. Bailey is on it. Samoa Joe's on it. Ricochet's on it. Daniel Bryan's on it. Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, all the New Day, like all the stars are on the show, and it's like, who gives a shit about this show? <laughs> How? This is my problem with WWE. How does this fucking happen? How do they have a card like this with all their top people, and the, like the prevailing thought is. I don't really care that much because you didn't build it. How and why? Does it make sense to me how they can? Man, I, I don't. Understand I will say that they've been they do doing this. the the Rollins and Corbin. They've been building that for a while. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that like all these were thrown together. Some of it was, but the builds period have been lackluster. The Rollins Corbin build is terrible. Who cares? It sucks. <laughs> Does anybody Baron really fucking Corbin. believe that Baron's going to beat him for the belt? Does anybody really believe that Ziggler's going to come out this as the champion? You're going to shit your pants when it happens. No, I mean, I will. We're going to come back and edit the <laughs> fuck out of this if that happens. <laughs> like, those are the top matches, and I, I, I have zero, like, I think it's a 0% chance that either one of those guys are taking the belt. I also think a 0% chance that Lacey Evans is taking the belt. But at the same time, I was listening to Jericho's podcast earlier this week, and he actually got me thinking, like, holy fuck, like, the way he... He talked about it. I was like, my God, they really could be dumb enough to put that belt on Lacey Evans. She's already lost like twice to Becky. She loses again. They bury her character. And she just started. So she wins and beats Becky, quote unquote, the man, the number one, who just unified, just won both the belts (laughs) at Mania, lost one of them one month later without ever being able to defend it. Fuck the prestige of these belts. And then another month later, she loses the other one. I thought she was the biggest name in the company. I thought she was the man. She was the one. And she loses both belts in three months. And people are wondering why they won out. For real, dude. Seriously. Speaking of that, diverge for a second. My favorite wrestler in the company period, anyone that knows me knows this, is Sasha Banks. I'm the biggest Sasha Banks mark on the planet. And she's been gone since Mania. She just recently liked and retweeted something from AEW again, right? She's also been at the 2K um, studio or whatever doing like her mocap work for the new 2K20 game. So a lot of people have been thinking, oh, fuck, yeah, she's going to come back. She's doing that. But not necessarily because she's under contract. Like, she has to do that. She doesn't fucking choice, right. right? She can still sit at home and not come to shows, but she has to do her contractual obligations for that stuff and for appearances and shit, I'm assuming, right? I really fucking hope she just sits there for another three months and waits her contract out and gets out of there and comes to AEW. Or goes somewhere where she can actually be used properly. Because ever since she's come to the main roster, it's been trash. Like, her character's not a face and it doesn't work. She's a heel. Yeah. It does not work properly. Like Alexa Biss. <laughs> Alexa Biss. <laughs> Alexa Bisquick does not work <laughs> as a face. Like it just doesn't work. She has to be a heel. You know what I mean? Like right. Roman Reigns like does not work as a wrestler. He needs to be in construction. Like it just doesn't <laughs> work. <laughs> 
He needs to be a bouncer. <laughs> Bro, oh my god, dude. That's I wouldn't all, even go to that club. Yeah, that's all he needs. <laughs> oh my god. Like, do you see the bouncer? Yeah, dude, we're going next door. We're going down the road, son. We ain't going in there. I'm afraid I'll look at someone wrong and he's gonna bounce me out of there. Hey, so I'm not very inspired by the card. Like, we're gonna watch it because I mean we kinda have to for this. For the podcast, we're going to talk, <laughs> talk about this next week. We don't even want to do this. <laughs> and I mean, at the same time, like, I really want to see Joe Ricochet. Yeah. I think it's going to be really good. I'm really intrigued by Kofi Ziggler in a ladder, uh, in a cage match. I think it could be good. I'm really intrigued by the two pre-show matches by uh, the Cruiserweight Championship. That could be really awesome with the three minutes they'll give them. And then New Day versus uh, Zoans could be really great, too, if they give them enough time. Like, half yeah. the card could be really good and make it worth my time, but the other half is like, I'm going to be so fucking mad watching that D. Bryan tag match. Like, why the fuck is he in here? Right. Why is this what he's doing? Corbin's in the main event. Brian's doing this. <laughs> What's happening? And so I'm going to be so annoyed. Oh, did you see a thing? Uh, I saw Brian was talking about, like, how long he plans to wrestle. Yeah, until he dies. Yeah, he's, he's pulling He wants to die in the ring. <laughs> playing a, pulling a flare, bro. bro. He, oh, man. He's and amazing. And I'm totally but, uh, okay with that. I am, but I'm not. Like, he's going to get seriously hurt one day probably because he's going to be too old and he's going to get hurt. I think he's smart. I think he's smart and knows how you to... You think he's smart when he just said, I'm going to wrestle till the day I die? <laughs> <laughs> well, you look at Kobashi when you think all the That's shit like that you went That's like a fucking airplane pilot being like, I'm going to fly till the day I die. It's like, you, no, you literally are going to fly till the day you die. <laughs> it's like Kobashi. I mean, that dude did some of the hardest hitting, grossest wrestling on earth. It's true. He's still walking around. Sure, he's got CTE for him. <laughs> I'm probably, sure he does. Yeah. But, you know, he made it out alive. And he wrestled for a long ass time. Yeah. He was like 50s, didn't he? I th- yeah, at oh, least yeah. at least late forties. Oh yeah, forever, absolutely. Because he was already in he his forties. He just 40s recently he, retired. Like wasn't he in like ago. his late thirties, almost forties, when he wrestled Joe in ROH in like early thousands? Yeah. yeah, he was already pretty old. <laughs> he, he just retired too. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was like oh, I guess I'm hanging it up. Like, dude, you're eighty. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> hanging it up. So now we're gonna talk about what we are both most excited for. So pumped! Next Saturday, June twenty eighth, I believe is the twenty ninth. Twenty ninth, yeah, June twenty ninth at seven thirty p.m. AEW is live broadcasting for free Fighter Fest. On Bleacher Report Live. On Bleacher Report Live. So I'm not exactly positive of the ways that you could watch this, but I am going to assume that if you have a video game system like an Xbox or a PlayStation, you should be able to just go to the internet browser and go to BleacherReport.com and stream smart it from TV. there. Oh, smart TV. I think there's a Bleacher Report app. Uh, I know there's Bleacher Report apps on your phone. I'm pretty sure you can broadcast it from your, like, from your phone and then cast it to your TV or some shit. There's plenty of ways to watch it. And it's free, which is amazing. And it's going to be in Daytona Beach, Florida. So it's going to be a pretty good crowd. And, oh my God, this is how you do a pre-show, first off. This is the fucking card. The first match on the, listed on the pre-show, pre-show? <laughs> <laughs> on the pre-show, <laughs> on the pre-show is Soul Cal Uncensored versus Private Party versus Best Friends. And the winner gets a first round bye in the upcoming AEW Tag Title Tournament. That is a pre-show match with those three teams. Right. SCU and Best Friends are on the pre-show. This is going to be a great card. Chucky T, baby. Oh, Chuck T. Gotta love him, man. Trent? The, the awful waffle. Yeah, and uh, Trent? <laughs> I, love, I love his name. is Trent with a question mark. That's his actual name. Like, that's amazing. The other pre-show match is a fucking hardcore match between uh, Michael Nakazawa, who I'm not familiar with, versus Jabaley, who I'm also not familiar with. Yeah, but me just reminds me of Jabated. Okay. Like, <laughs> he's going to... If he comes out there and debates us and that match is terrible, I'm going to hate that dude. <laughs> and then we get into the actual card. We've got the Battle of the 50-Year-Olds. Christopher Daniels versus Sima. This is their version of Goldberg Taker, but it's going to be very fucking good. Yeah. If you don't know who Sima is, he's a uh, Japanese talent from Dragon Gate. He mm-hmm. kind of helped build Dragon Gate from the ground up. He was like the biggest star when that company started that was yeah. in the company from Japan. This dude is, I'd say, pushing 50, yeah. and he is 100 miles an hour yeah. all the time. He's amazing. He's he doesn't wrestle the typical Japanese style of like getting dropped on his head every two seconds and like really stiff shots all the time. But he is so fluid and smooth with everything he does. Dude, it's amazing. He's so, so fun to watch. And then Chris Daniels is Chris Daniels. Like, you know what you're getting with Chris Daniels? You're getting a good match every time he steps in the ring. Absolutely. He's awesome. And then we've got, uh, I'm going to butcher, butcher these names. Nilo Rose versus Riho versus Yuka Sazaki. Maybe I didn't butcher him. The only one I'm familiar with is Nyla Rose, who was very fucking good. Uh, Yuka was on the... They, um, they were on, I watched them wrestle on Double or Nothing, so I have, okay. I've seen them there, you know what I mean? But I'm not familiar with them as overall performers. Then we got a four-way, which I'm super hype about. 
MJF, the next coming of The Miz, as far as mic work goes, like, this guy is fucking awesome. This guy might be even better than The Miz. Like, right now, this... This guy has the potential to be What better. you were talking about with Corbin, how he gets, like, I hate you heat, get he the fuck gets out of the ring. He gets the right way. He, this dude knows how to draw heat. I, I've Honestly, I know he's big in uh, MLW and stuff like that. I've never seen him before. I've never I seen him until AEW. Yeah, I never, you know, I say we say we're wrestling fans, but no, we don't deep dive the internet every time. I have a two-year-old fucking kid. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but... I don't necessarily deep dive the internet but I know a lot about the companies that I watch right you know what right. I mean like I know a lot about ROH I know a lot about WB I know a, a decent decent to a lot about NJPW right yeah and then like uh, PWG but like you know I don't really watch MLW I know some about it and I don't watch a ball but I know about it you know what I'm saying like right. I'm not super deep like I used to be like 10 years ago in the indie scene I watched everything and every company there was we'll just say MJF is so good that even Cornette is behind him yeah dude the MJF so. is awesome and it's MJF versus Jungle Boy who is funny and he can work and then Jimmy Havoc, who I'm only familiar with through AEW, but I've liked what I've seen so far. And then Adam Hangman Page, who is very good. Um, Jimmy Havoc, I've seen several times from... He's done ROH stuff. He's done a lot yeah, of CZW yeah. stuff. He's done some PWG stuff. <laughs> um, CZW. He's, got, he's one of those... He's one of those deathmatch guys. He can do a lot of hardcore wrestling, barbed wire, thumbtacks, light tubes, all that good stuff. Jungle Boy, fuck, what? His dad was the guy from 90210 that passed away. What was his name? No, he wasn't. Yes, that's that's Jungle Boy's father. Dead serious. Are you kidding me? No, I'm dead serious. I did not know that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man, what is his name? Um, people are listening to this right now, screaming it at the at their phones. But yeah, um, and of course, Hangman Adam Page. Um, I love me some Hangman. He um, he's very crisp. He's very fluid. Uh, to me, I mean, part of Bullet Club and all that. To me, he would fit in Undisputed Era, like you know. Whatever, but Luke Perry. Luke Perry, that's Luke right. Luke Perry's his dad? Yeah. That's crazy. I did not know that. Man. But yeah, I definitely see what you're talking about, Adam Page. Yeah, he's definitely someone that will like, if he was in WWE, he'd be in the Undisputed Era. And he's a Bullet Club kind of guy. He's one of those style of wrestlers, dude. He's, he's very crisp and very good. I like me some Hangman Page. He's part of the elite. Yeah, he's part of the elite. Yeah. yeah. Like he's the a Bullet Club guy. Elite. The, the, the elite. elite. Then we've got Cody, the mastermind. Business magician Cody. Like, this guy's intelligence for the business side of wrestling is amazing. Yes. I'm, I'm so impressed with what he's been able to do since he's done You know, WWE. I've become a huge Cody Rhodes fan after, you know, I'll, I'll totally Since he's left. When he was in WWE, I, di- I, I did not like the Stardust, the Stardust, Stardust dip, holy, the Stardust, <laughs> Stardust gimmick. I just, I just I didn't. am still so fucking mad that they missed that golden opportunity. Ziggy Stardust. To do Ziggy Stardust with Ziggler and Stardust <laughs> as a tag team. I'm so mad. But I was always on the Cody train. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, I... I loved him and DiBiase Jr. as a team. Yeah. What was that called again? Ev- um, Legacy with Orton. That's right. Three of them with Orton Legacy. I almost said uh, fucking Evolution. Revolution. Evolution, yeah. No, it was Legacy. Uh, I've always been on the Cody train. Uh, I think he is... I wouldn't even say that he's gotten tremendously better since he's left. It's just he's been now afforded the opportunity to show how good he really is. Yeah, he's unchained now. They, exactly. they open the cage. He had a dude. He had a fucking great IC title run in WWE. I thought. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, great I mean, run. What was the? He's still using that finish. That no, he's using the crossroads. Yeah, he uses the crossroads. He was what he used in WWE too. He called the crossroads. I thought it was the and disaster the kick or whatever. He did that for a little while too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when he was Stardust, it was something. It was that I think. Yeah. Before that, it was the Crossroads, which I've always loved that move. It was amazing. Like a million people have done it though. But yeah, Cody versus Darby Allen, who I'm not very familiar with. I'm not either, but he looks cool. Yeah. Um, he's got cool looking gear, and half of his face is painted like black and white, like a skeleton. So I mean, he, they're putting him in with Cody, so obviously they have confidence right, that they exactly. can they can have a good match together, right? And then we've got John Moxley, who in WWE throughout his entire run. I was never really an Ambrose fan. Like, he was cool, but it wasn't like, oh, Dean Ambrose is coming. Like, I'm excited. Right. It was just like, oh, cool, Dean Ambrose. Like, all right, whatever, man. Like, right. who cares? Before, when he was John Moxley on his CZW deathmatch and shit like that, I was like, oh, this guy's pretty cool, man. But, like, by that point, I was already out of deathmatch shit, so right. I still really didn't care. But ever since he's left WWE, I haven't even seen him wrestle yet. But just from the podcast with Jericho, the interviews that I've read from him, and the things that I've seen with him on, like, uh, clips of, like, him talking on YouTube and stuff to, like, various different interviews and shit, I am so fucking hyped to see what he is going to do. He's an IWGP US he champion. He seems like, yeah, right? He seems like he has such an enormously creative mind for wrestling. I'm just excited to see what he can do. And it's John Moxley versus your boy, Joey Janela. 
I I have become the biggest. You were such a Danella Mark, dude. It's out unreal. of no, it, it was fr- it was from it was uh, from that one bump. It was no, it was from um the last AEW show, the Double or Nothing. Yeah, it was like I had seen like highlight clips of him and PWG. Like you know, I'll go through and watch highlight clips and see like he takes the grossest fucking bumps I have ever seen. He's he's like what I used to do mm-hmm. back like. He, yeah, he gets he, chopped and he neck bumps. Yeah, he neck bumps for the sake of neck bump, just right. to do it. Just to do and it. Every every bump that he takes, it just every time I cover my mouth with my eyes open, like oh my god! And he he went through a table with his face, <laughs> was, bro, yeah, and then somehow bump. neck bumped after the table broke. Dude, he's insane. Yeah, and you yeah, know, double like, or nothing definitely made me a fan of Danella. And I I watched his promo that he cut on Moxley, you know, with the casket and all that. I really enjoyed it. You you were right. He needs a little bit of polishing and a little bit of right. a little bit of work, but he got his point across and he made me like believe like this dude's pretty cool. I I, I, I like the gim I like the gimmick, mm-hmm. like the the I, I, I just dig him, dude. Shout out to Joey Janelle. I love the gimmick. I, I, I liked the overall of the promo. I liked the idea and I like what he was trying to accomplish with the promo, right? His uh Moxie promo. But yeah, like you said that I said, you know. You said that I said. Yeah, right. Yeah, I see you watching me. I noticed you noticing me, noticing me, noticing you. <laughs> imagine dragons, dragons, imagine, imagine <laughs> yeah, dragons. Just imagine it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely felt that he, he's, he's green with promos. Like he needs some more work. But for someone who does, who does not have like a massive amount of experience, on, especially on a grand stage of what AEW is trying to present himself as, I right. thought he carried himself very well in that promo. Yes. It was like I could see the workings there of like this guy's going to be fucking great. And in my opinion – Something horrible is going to happen in this. Oh, dude, match. Moxley's going to kill this kid because Janela does a lot of the hardcore stuff. That's what Moxley, and Moxley did used to do you know? way before WWE. So, I mean, fuck the last AEW I'm show. I'm so glad, by the way, that he came back to John Moxley. Yeah, that he didn't like try to make some kind of play on Dean Ambrose. He was like, no, I'm fucking John Moxley again. Right. I like that. I mean, the last AEW show, Joey Janela got a fucking lit cigarette stapled to his <laughs> forehead by Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to see that. I'm I'm. Please don't let me down, Joey. I'm a huge Joey Mark. And then we have the main event. Which Insane. is like this is a Wrestle Kingdom WrestleMania level main event. Yes. It's the fucking Young Bucks <laughs> and Kenny Omega. It's like really all you had to tell me. Right. The main event is a six way. There's a six man tag match. Who's in it? The Bucks and Omega. Stop. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm good. But they're fucking wrestling. Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, who are the fucking Lucha Bros, who are fucking amazing. Huge pin to mark myself. Yeah. And Laredo Kid, who I'm not ultra familiar with. His mask looked cool, so sign me the fuck up. He looks cool, and they chose him to be right. the Lucha Bros in the main event against the Bucks and Omega. So I'm like, oh, well, this kid can definitely go. He fits right in with them in the picture I saw of like, the three of them together. I was like, oh, yeah, why isn't that part of that team? Yeah, right. This is going to be a... He's a guy from AAA, I'm pretty sure, right? I, I, couldn't kid? Tell you. I, I think I couldn't he is. Tell you. Oh, do you you saw that the um, Lucha Bros just beat the Bucks for the AAA titles back, right? They just won them back. Yeah, I just yeah. watched actually the last episode of Being the Elite. Yeah, right. I saw I saw them too. But that crowd, man! Oh my yeah. god, dude! The Lucha Bros are so over there. Yep, that's unreal. The, this match is going to be 150 miles an hour. Oh my god, this going to be nuts. It's going to be what? You, there's going to be bumps where this is gonna you freak out. Going to be a 40 out. minute plus match, I bet. It's you're going to see bumps where you freak out and look away from the TV and freak out with your friends. Don't look away. Keep watching because, <laughs> because something's coming one's right after. Right after it. It's oh my god, it's going to be so good. It's going to be some real good stuff. I'm really excited for it. Like, why can't WWE make me this excited? They used to because they worked three hundred days. <laughs> yeah, out of the year. Three hundred days. These guys are about to start working a shitload of days too. True that, but they have so many people signed to their roster that we haven't even seen yet. True. I mean, and like Jericho said, Jericho's not going to be there full time. He's boycotting the show. That's right because he's not on this it. fucking dude. He <laughs> is a genius, bro. I laughed so hard when I saw that Jericho tweeted that he is boycotting the show because they're giving it away for free, and he was never booked to begin with. <laughs> and he pulled himself from the show <laughs> yeah, he that he wasn't from, booked. And he on. pulled himself. <laughs> then I was crying. I was laughing. So I was like, Jericho is a fucking genius, dude. I love him. I'm really excited for this show, dude. Like, th- this is this is complete. I'm going to tell you guys, we did not want to do this podcast until. AEW started like we, we shut up we but like you didn't I didn't want to do it you were all like bro let's make a Roman Reigns podcast <laughs> <laughs> but it, it AEW has completely rejuvenated our our fandom for pro wrestling 
Hundred percent, um, man. Hundred percent. Like when All In hit, I was like, "Oh man, that's exciting." But I was like, "Is it going to be like a PWG where they do six shows a year?" Like it wasn't really enough to fully bring me back into where I was like, "I want to get super invested and make a podcast." Right. But then when Double or Nothing was announced and it was announced with a TV deal and all this other shit, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is a true alternative. Now I have two products to watch. So instead of be just pissing me the fuck off, I'm like, "Hey, AEW time!" Right. You know, turn that on. Like it's. I mean, it's not like there wasn't already ROH and NJPW and all these other great companies, but they're not really true alternatives that are on TV every week. Right. You know what I mean? It's not the same thing. They're not contending to be in the big leagues like AEW is attempting to do. And the, and also, AEW's TV deal is going to is intrigue me very much. It starts Hilarious in October, that it's by on the way. TNT. Right. Hilarious. Starts, starts in October, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. And it's intrigued me because it's you You know who's going to be good and who belongs there. You know, like Cody, Kenny Omega, the Bucks. They know how to talk and they know mm-hmm. how to present Moxley, themselves. Moxley, Jericho. Right. Moxley, Jericho. Now we're going to see these young guys Newer that we don't know up. much yep. about and see if they can cut it as far as promo work goes. Like, because we see somebody cut a promo and it's like, I already hate this dude. I'm sure he can work, but... It's like, he is not a good character to, worker. He needs to learn yeah. to talk, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this is bad. And so I'm intrigued to see of who we're going to be like, oh, this guy's going to make it. This guy's not, you right. know, yeah, type yeah. thing. Same. Also, speaking of AEW, did you know that Christopher Daniels was going to retire before AEW came around? Really? His ROH contract was running that. up. Uh, they ran an angle in ROH where he was... Uh, Trying to get a new contract in his whole like last year, and he was going for all these matches, and he was like, "If I don't win a belt, I'm not. Uh, I'm." And he had to win a championship to get another contract, and he just couldn't do it. And then SCU, Scorpio, and Kaz won the tag belts, and they right. got a contract, and he never won one, so his contract went up. And he was 100% planning on retiring. He was already working backstage, helping them with creative, and he was gonna completely just transition to the back and be a behind the scenes guy, being the agent and do creative and booking and stuff. And then AEW came around, and they had like real contracts and TV deal. And he was like, oh, wow, shit. Let's see where this goes. I mean, I'm 49, but I can still go. Right. Might as well ride the train while I can. Let's see what happens. And so we signed up with AEW. God, I couldn't imagine my fat ass wrestling at 49. Chris Daniels does not look 49. No, he does. Oh he has God, not dude. aged at all since no, he, we started watching. No, since in like 2000, in horror yeah. age. He looks the same. We started, crazy. Uh, we started watching, or I first saw him in like, my it, God, it is 2019. Yeah. I've been, I've been watching for almost 20 fucking years. Yeah. That's nuts. Dude, we, I first discovered Christopher Daniels through ROH's first show yeah. was 2002, right? I think it was 2002. I believe it was 02. It's called The Era of Honor Begins. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I'd ever seen The Fallen Angel. Yep, and it was that three-way with uh, Christopher Daniels, Loki, and Brian Danielson. And Yeah, it was like the main event of the first show, I think. Holy yeah, crap. That match was incredible, dude. Yeah, and, then and ever had, since then, I fell in love. Then he did the TNA thing with the X Division. I've loved was amazing Chris Daniels that, for so long. Yeah, too. And seeing how old he's gotten, and <laughs> he's still it's the same the person. Same. <laughs> it's like they're just cloning Chris Daniels from <laughs> Locked in Closets. Every year it's a new one. Yeah. Jericho has the same kind of thing as that as well, but Jericho's a bit different like character-wise. I don't know if Jericho's I've, an icon. I don't know if I've ever seen a person in the wrestling business recreate themselves more times and be successful every time like Jericho. That's the Every couple years, that dude reinvents himself, and it works every fucking time. To me, I, time. I, I believe that Chris Jericho, th- the character and the charisma is the... Well, if you, you got to give him a huge body, too. But Chris Jericho's character and charisma is the blueprint of what Vince wants. Exactly. Oh, yeah, in a sure. wrestling character. If he looked like Brock, dude, he'd be the champion every day. Ab- yeah, absolutely. He'd be untouchable. Yeah, he would be untouchable. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. But it's just, it's just, a, like, he, Jericho astounds me, dude. He's one of the all-time greats. Absolutely. Easily one of the greatest wrestlers of and all time. And he fucking knows it, too. Like, he definitely knows it, yeah. but he's, like, humble cocky. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even humble cocky. It's just, he knows his contributions. He knows his worth. He knows what he's brought to the business, what he's given it. And now he knows he can just enjoy, not even wrestling on his laurels, but enjoy himself now because he's done everything there is to do it's like, right now i get to truly just only care about having fun right you know what i mean like i'm sure the money was nice from aw and i'm sure it was a big draw but it's like he didn't fucking need it right it didn't matter but it's to go do something new and to try to reinvent that's himself what, again that's what moxley's to make a new doing. company it's like yeah moxley didn't need the money Mo- moxley he said he was talking all this money yeah. moxley he, talked he about to. on jericho's podcast yeah, that houses paid off cars paid off yeah like, well, he, he, don't he said it. even if they offered him 10 million dollars he was like what my oh, house is paid off he's like what am saying. i gonna do with 10 million dollars so this is basically him to go back and to have fun again to love it again yeah which is awesome, man. Like, I'm all about that. That's why we're so excited about AE fucking W. Dude, yeah. It's because the people that are behind it that are running it have such a massive passion for it. Right. And Tony Khan himself, like, listening to that dude talk, 
That's it's, a wrestling fan. He's just a wrestling fan, bro. Yeah. He just loves wrestling and wants to see good wrestling, and he wants to see what he likes. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like he watches all the indies, and that's the shit, the, the shit he enjoys. He's like, if we can WWE spin that a little bit and get on TV, we can be an alternative. Yeah. They essentially mean, are just trying to be a bigger NXT, honestly, is what the AEW is. They're trying to be a bigger level, like a bigger Fuck bigger, scale. dude. They sold out in 15 minutes for... Wait, no, no, I'm trying to say like NXT is just NXT. It's just like right. a, a sub-brand of WWE. They're trying to be an entire company of that. Right. Like on a big level. And it's awesome, man. Yeah. Fucking sold out again in like 15 minutes. For, That's insane. Uh, all out. All out. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, dude. That's incredible. I mean, this is definitely the, the kind of start you want if you're starting up a brand new company. Uh, Yeah. So. It's unreal, dude. It is unreal. I'm so hyped for this shit. So hyped. We're also going to have to go back and you're going to have to edit that little opening because you forgot to mention that I'm the former Ego Pro World Champion <laughs> and the former LCW. The world former champion. LCW and Ego Pro World Heavyweight Champions. <laughs> yeah, well, go. I guess you can't. They weren't really world champions, were they? You didn't travel. I mean, I, I traveled. Yeah. I, I had to you didn't there. go to other countries. <laughs> I, had, I had to get there. <laughs> I mean, I traveled to the place. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, just so you know. That this podcast does have some some authenticity to it, we do have a former two time world champion on the <laughs> podcast. I know what I'm talking about. Listen Dude. to me. You want to talk about armchair booking? I am the booker, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm the armchair booker. <laughs> that fucking LCW world title belt, too, man. That, that LCW championship. That was one of the most beautiful belts I've ever that seen. That was beautiful. I think Shout out so to Spencer. Gorgeous. Yeah, for sure, man. Oh my god, that belt was awesome. But ain't nothing I, compared to that volunteer belt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Spencer. When I had to give back the LCW belt, I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean give it back? I'm, I'm the champion. I don't care that I lost. But yeah. What, are you going to sell it on eBay? Huh? No, I was going to talk about Ego Pro's first world title that I got, but I didn't want to shit on Barry's product because I love Barry more than anybody. Well, it was, just, was it just not like super fancy? No, they were, they were in the process of getting a belt made, mm-hmm. and so... When I had finally, so you you had a placeholder belt, right? Yeah. So when I got it, it was like this green strap with like just this gold plate on it, no design, no nothing on it. You had the twenty four seven (laughs) title, but it was like this jagged, like like Gene Simmons, like cut out of his face, like his paint. I'm already in love with it. Why'd they ever change this? Was like the gold plate. So like, if you didn't hold it just right, that motherfucker would cut you all to shreds. (laughs) So for the next show, Barry's like, here, we're still working on the belt. So he gives me like the a replica of the, the ECW belt. No, it was the uh, it been. old school NWA belt. Oh, so I was dope. like, okay, yeah, I'll, cool. ca- I'll keep this forever. I'll carry that one. That's cool. <laughs> that old school NWA belt looks so good. Yeah. I like that shit. License plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we already spoke about Ricochet and the little controversy oh, God. going on there. So another thing that happened recently with some controversy behind it was Scarlett Bordeaux oh, and Triple A. <laughs> if, if if people are unaware of this, um, which I, I don't really, I you're probably not unaware, but uh, Scarlett Bordeaux wrestled a match at AAA and a fan groped her at ringside, and it's that is misleading. A fan did not grope her. A fan tried to take her home. Yeah, he, he tried, tried to kidnap her at ringside. Yeah, it was really weird. She uh, girl uh, gives her like a hits her in the face or something like that, and she stumbles she falls back. back into the guardrail. Yeah, she bumps into the guardrail, and when she does, this fan like reaches over the top of her and like puts his hands like underneath like her boobs and around her waist and he's got this huge smile like trying to pick her up and like, drag her over like the guardrail. Taking her home. It's like what? And like you said the guy standing behind him was like was like, is this guy serious? <laughs> it's like, does no one else see this? Too many cervezas, bro. Dude, it was unreal. Like in the the one I saw was like it's a quick it was like a gif of it, like five seconds and just kept replaying. And the first time I saw it just kept like letting it replay and watching it. And it just got more disturbing every time it restarted. I just I could not get in the head. Like, what the fuck was he possibly thinking? What good is gonna come from this? That's what I was thinking like, after I watched the happening? Ricochet video. <laughs> I think a lot of good came from that for him. <laughs> I'm sorry, from him. Just him <laughs> playing with his dick, finger banging his asshole. <laughs> Ooh, I really wanted to get like a clip and image of that video of him doing that, and that would just be our graphic. <laughs> Mostly wrestling <laughs> podcast. Who's he? Da- he's dating somebody in WWE now, isn't he? Ah, uh, his finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told Nick. Uh, I said uh, he is dating somebody, but I don't remember who. He's changing the name of his uh, finishing move because he does. You know, the six thirty off the top. Well, Brock Lesnar has the F five, so. 
Ricochet's changing it to the F4. <laughs> the funky finger f- fuck. <laughs> the funky the funky finger fuck fest. <laughs> Speaking of Ricochet's finishers, heard on uh, Jericho's podcast recently that Ricochet hit him up and asked him if it would be cool if he used the code breaker because he's like, you know, we wrestle 300 times a year and it's like getting rough on my body. Dude, yeah, yeah, that's every right. Match. I heard about that. He's like, Is it, do you mind if I do the code breaker? And he's like, no, man, that's awesome. Might want to change the name because they probably won't let you call it the code breaker. Right. <laughs> He's like, I'm pretty sure I'm a mum word around there. I got a great name for it. The F4. <laughs> <laughs> I got the perfect. Yo, Ricochet. Hear me out, bro. <laughs> that's a, that, that's really cool with Jericho. Like that shows how influential he is yeah, dude. to the wrestling world and how, how he doesn't hold beef towards Vince. If any, if anything, Vince holds Dude, beef towards he him. Always speaks about Vince in a good way. Right. Always. And, and in fact, before AW hit, he had like vowed to never work for another company on stateside. Right. It was like AEW is where he's like, I could build something new. Fuck, Vince is gonna be so mad. And he said he even right. called him and told him before he did it too. He's like, it's like nothing personal, man. I right. just really believe in what they're doing. Yeah. Vince's like, it's no big deal. It's just my first time ever undisputed champion. Gonna <laughs> yeah. Help another company. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Come for me. No big deal though. MBD. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Chris. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> I let you beat Rock and Austin in the same night, and you do this shit to me. <coughs> Speaking of which, Moxley's bench impression is like spot on, perfect. It sounds like this is good <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's a good shit. <laughs> I was oh my god, I was crying when he was saying that shit. Okay, I couldn't believe he buried them like he did. Like, I thought he was going to get honest. but the, I didn't just, think he really... He buried them with how brutally honest he was. Right. Where he was just like, this is what happened. I'm not sugarcoating it. This is how fucking bad it is. Yeah. And I was like, my God. He actually just like, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Renee's at home like, shut the fuck up, John. I mean, even Cornette. Even Cornette said like... Did he, you hear they asked her on Raw about the podcast? What'd you think about John Moxley's podcast <laughs> with Chris Jericho? Speaking of that, Renee, you know, what's running through Dean's mind? Speaking of that, do you remember the the Stone Cold podcast when it had with Moxley? Yeah, I read it. I, I watched it. It was fucking awful. It, it, how weird it was. Yeah. Okay. Well, I saw the the Stone Cold thing about. Oh, it. you did. Yeah. How uh-huh. he talked about how he wants to do another one, like with right. Moxley, and like where they can actually do it. Yeah, he uh, Stone Cold was talking about how that podcast, that show that they recorded, has haunted him ever since. Since then, because. He didn't really know Dean. And, and Dean didn't know, really know him, you know? Dean didn't really know. I mean, sure, he grew up watching him, but he didn't understand, like... How Austin s- is. Yeah, how Austin is. And and Austin didn't understand. There's just some things that Dean doesn't want to talk about. That and, is some shit he's probably not allowed to say. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so, there is no beef between Stone Cold and Dean. Um, John, whatever you want to call him. And he said they've spoken, and like they're cool. Yeah, they spoke, and he said he called him up on the phone and talked to him, and he said it was the most pleasant 30-minute conversation yeah. he's ever had. <laughs> it wasn't and like, hey, like, I'm not mad. I'm not, they've talked for 30 minutes. Yeah, and so... They had a conversation. Just, Dean's not the complete weirdo that a lot of people think. No, that was just his character. True. Like, doing the dumbest shit in the world. He's like, <laughs> got me out here with a, a toy cowboy hat and a gun on Vince. I don't think it's going to be... It's just good shit. <laughs> So you want me to look stupid? Yeah. No, this no, is no, no. good shit. This is your character. Own it. He's like, own what? <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with it. And <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god, dude! I'm so excited for non-scripted promos. I'm yeah. excited for the wrestlers to go out there and fail if they suck, and succeed if they're great. And that, that's what I'm saying. That's what brings the whole AEW instead of all of them sounding like they kind of suck. Right. And I wonder how many WWE shoots are going to be thrown in there. I don't think there'd be too many because there's really not many guys that are. Oh, you mean like there's stat like jabs at the company? Yeah, probably some. I mean, Cody destroyed a throne, fucking <laughs> double or nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Joey Janela caught his promo and he's like, "No, oh, yeah, he, he put jabs in him. Yeah, scripted mm-hmm. promos, and he hasn't even fucking been there. <laughs> he's never even been to the company before. <laughs> He'll never go now." So Matt Riddle was saying, like, before he ever went to WWE, he was working some. Matt Riddle's another one from PWG. Yes, he was working some indie show. I can't remember, but they put together this awesome promo package to build up the match between him and this other dude named David Starr, who's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Check him out. Um, and it was a promo of them, basically, like like the UFC thing. Is this the GOAT promo? Yeah. With Riddle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, this is the greatest promo ever. And, and Riddle's sitting there, and he's talking. He's he's talking they, about, they call me the GOAT? <laughs> yeah. He's talking about how he's traveling here traveling there and every company's putting the belt on him and triple h can't even keep my fucking name out of his mouth and blah 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 and it's like i remember when i saw that i was like yeah sure he can't and then a year later and there he is. The next <laughs> like, oh I, maybe he wasn't lying <laughs> but yeah i love riddle bro yeah love me him. too dude 
Bro. Cannot wait for him to get ruined on Raw. Oh, God. Can't wait. <laughs> that will not get over. Oh, absolutely not. Actually, I don't know, man. RVD got over with it, but they put a manager on him. You put a manager on, on Riddle and let him be like that, I think he could get over. Say what every wrestling fan says. Paul Heyman guy. No, nah, man. Bring, bring Fonzie back. He's already got experience working with a character like that. Fonzie? Bill Alfonso. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that uh, I think that about wraps it up. Sorry if we seem a little scrambled. This is our first time doing this. It was like we had all this stuff we to talk about. And it's like, we got to get all this shit out now. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it was uh, quite a bit to talk about. Uh, we will not be doing this like weekly. It's be whenever we can. Uh, Matt's got a whole, he's got a family and a life and a full-time job and shit. And he's really only available on the weekends. So pretty much whenever he's available and that we can carve out some time, we'll, we'll do an episode. But we are for sure going to be doing another one next weekend that will come out. Yes. Um. It'll come out on... Uh, it'll probably come out the, the following Monday. It'll come out the... Yeah. The Monday that follows Fighter Fest. And that, that will cover... And that's going to cover Fighter, uh, Fighter Fest and Stomping Ground. And Raw and SmackDown. And Raw and SmackDown. And, and anything else that happens in the week. However many more videos Ricochet makes. <laughs> <laughs> the F4, dude. Raw. Let's patent it. <laughs> we need a petition for Ricochet to be world champ. <laughs> He's the best person in that company. Thank you so much, Ricochet. Yes, thank you. We, we are so excited. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> we are so we are so blessed to find you. And you know what? You were all about him years and years I ago when he was been, dude. skinny and had the long hair back in and, IWA. And I and I'll admit, or no, the Chikara. And I'll admit, I just wasn't into him. Didn't thought he had really. All no he impact. was was just a flippy guy back then. Yeah, he didn't do anything else. But now he's put some meat on him. He's fingering his asshole. <laughs> you know, he's, he's got put a great some meat look. on him and in him. And, and yeah, I love me some ricochet too. Dude. Yeah, he loves him some ricochet as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's gonna be it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about uh, stomping grounds and uh, fighter fest. So uh, fighter fest, fighter fest. <laughs> and uh, you know, if uh, Cornette throws any more chairs or gets spit on again, we'll talk about that too. Shout out to Sammy Callahan. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Sammy Callahan. Thanks for burying yourself. <laughs> How uh, you gonna pay for that twenty seven hundred dollar bill? Destroying mm. the locker room. Hmm. Yeah, marrying himself and his bank account. Thanks yeah. for listening. <laughs>